Welcome to the Demand Gen Club podcast, the first podcast exclusively dedicated to B2B demand generation secrets and best practices as shared by some of the top leaders in the industry. This podcast is brought to you by SASMQL, the account-based marketing agency based in Redwood City, California. They help venture-funded SaaS companies scale demand generation from target accounts. By combining intent data, automation, and a proven methodology, SASMQL can help your startup generate millions of dollars in sales opportunities within a few months. To learn more, go to sasmql.com. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Demand Gen Club podcast. I'm your host, Franco Caporale. Our guest today is Ajit Deshpande, Vice President of Demand Generation at Marquera. Marquera is the leader in modern car issuing and a fast-growing unicorn fintech startup. At Marquera, Ajit is responsible for channels ranging from events, account-based marketing to paid advertising, SEO, blog content, and marketing operations. Prior to Marquera, Ajit has stints at Stripe, where he was a growth strategy leader, at Salesforce, where he was the VP of marketing operations, as well as in venture capital prior to these roles. Ajit is an engineer by training and has been a BR native for 20 years. So I'm really happy to welcome today Ajit Deshpande, Vice President of Demand Generation at Marquera. Ajit, it's really great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Likewise, Franco. Nice to, uh, nice to meet you virtually. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I want to start right away because I, I'm sure I have so many questions for you today. So you are the VP of Demand Generation at Marquera. Can you tell us more uh, about you, your story, what's your role today? What does Marquera do? And tell us a little more so we can understand about you. Yes, I joined Marquera now four months ago. As you mentioned, I'm responsible for demand gen. Uh, Marketa is a part of this latest generation of fintech startups, which are really changing the game in the world of finance and payments. The company is really focused on reinventing our payments infrastructure through open APIs and customization and uh, simple scalable abilities for different businesses to set up their card programs. That's, that's, that's Marketa. The responsibilities that I have there as part of the marketing team are really eventually to create demand at the top of the funnel and pipeline for our sales teams. So that's sort of the nutshell of what my responsibilities are. I've had a variety of different roles. My sort of first decade in the Bay Area was spent as an engineer for the most part in hardware. And then I went to business school in Berkeley. And then this last decade has been mostly on the go-to-market side and within there for the most part in marketing. So uh, this this current role at Marketa is the latest manifestation. But before that, I was at Salesforce for five plus years and I had a stint at Stripe, all related to marketing and go-to-market broadly. So uh, that's me. What, makes you, what made you jump from the engineering side to the go-to-market and particularly the marketing side of, uh, of the business? So I think there were two transitions for me. The first transition was from engineering into business. And that was mostly driven by just the engineering side of it being pretty interesting and exciting, but in some ways, a little disconnected from the end customer, as far as I was concerned. So I used to be a robotics engineer and I essentially designed uh, optimized robots, but eventually 
those devices were used for additional production and manufacturing use cases and then eventually the products came out and then eventually the customers used them so i kind of always felt a little far off from the end use cases and so for me the business piece of it felt just more interesting and more exciting so i kind of used my time in business school to make the transition into business and then uh 6 years ago salesforce hired me to join their marketing team to own their business planning function and then from there on i scaled up my hands on knowledge and my involvement with marketing and that's continued so far and uh, i see that you joined uh, obviously markela a few months ago and you went from salesforce to stripe to markela which is you know more and more startups so what's uh, how does your approach change as you go from a large company like salesforce to more of the startup high growth like stripe and markela if you as you go from smaller companies to larger companies the complexity is much higher but then also your role is much smaller as you go to a smaller company such as marketa your scope is much broader your teams are smaller you are more focused on execution you are less focused on call it the strategizing or influence piece in the startup world things are much more in your control you can execute faster and also you can see the impact in a little bit of a better way in the smaller companies now that's not necessarily a knock on either large companies uh versus small companies i think the the key is each of these have their own unique positive experiences associated with them and really as far as i'm concerned really the move to marketa was not so much driven by the size of the company but more really driven by the fact at least or the belief for me that fintech is the next big thing that the disruption that's happening in the payment space that disruption is not just a disruption of finance but it is actually a disruption of business models the way we might be charging customers will likely change and fintech is with its consumption based model at the forefront of it and marketa is at the forefront of it awesome and uh, you know obviously i see everyone sees uh, the <laughs> marketa billboard everywhere and i'm going to ask you about that uh, later when we talk about your uh, your campaigns and your programs so you are uh, looking at your website you're targeting pretty large brands what is uh, your uh, your strategy to engage and convert these large companies and they're all high growth companies do you have more of a abm strategy yeah. and approach or is it more of a combination with inbound and awareness type of strategy what is a, what is your model so let me just quickly orient you on the business that we are in as a contextual piece as i mentioned we do card issuing we are the leader in modern card issuing so if you think of a typical payment transaction you have two main entities you have the merchant that is accepting the payment and then you have the customer or consumer that is making the payment in an online card transaction the customer would would likely use physical or virtual cards for example that are issued by a financial entity to the customer this financial entity could be a bank or it could be a corporate institution and so marketa works with these issuing institutions in order to do a variety of things including card issuing for physical virtual cards card processing uh, which really is the 
issue inside of the transaction and then also just running the entire card program which is to run the entire application around authorization and just managing the entire program on behalf of that entity so that's marketer's role in the process and so just by the very nature of it the companies that we partner with the companies that are that are our customers these companies tend to be very large entities so our customers in this sense would be our prospects would be the big banks the tech giants digital banks commerce disruptors instacart for example is a customer doordash is a customer square is a customer all these companies process lots and lots of money and marketa is the entity that is doing it for them so as a result of just the the part of the business that we play in our customers to your point exactly tend to be very large customers so really the universe or the number of companies that we are looking at in terms of prospect partnerships is not a whole lot so we focus very much on an abm style high touch approach towards converting these prospects into customers so that's our overall approach now the how of that is i think a pretty logical just thought process that flows from the nature of this business we have the demand gen team which is the team that i am responsible for and then we have the business development and sales team which are also eventually responsible for the conversion of the prospect we partner extremely closely and the partnership really starts from the highest level where we decide which prospects we want to go after which is eventually the account list selection and we do that together collaboratively based off of criteria eventual objectives that we have for demand gen so that's the starting point for us and then off of that we also have based of both inbound channels where new companies continue to come to the website fill out forms either as, as a response to our website organic or as a response to our paid ads there are companies that come in and disclose themselves and uh, we discover them as interesting companies with interesting use cases uh, those companies as well as just companies that are similar to our existing customers or similar to the prospects that we know that we want to go after those sets of companies then comprise sort of beyond the the really top named account list there is a second target list that we have which we've also continued to expand which is sort of our second target account list so we really as we go from the really top accounts uh, and then further into a broader target list and then even further into an inbound list we really use a continuum of marketing approaches at the highest level we have very personalized abm programs and then in the middle we have vertical specific use case specific semi personalized customized marketing programs and then at the very bottom of it we have mostly digital and online centric approaches to having companies come reveal themselves to us it's a it's a whole spectrum for us and then across this spectrum we work very closely with the sales team so every step of the way as i mentioned we do account selection together with them but then we have programs where sales is doing outreach in response to whether it's intent data that we see in the third party world or in response to anonymous visits to our website that we can identify uh, across each of the stages of the prospect conversion aspect the sales team will be doing some sort of outreach and the demand gen team will be doing some sort of targeting whether it's targeting through linkedin ads retargeting off of online visits or physical gifts or engagements high touch networking activities 
event-based engagements, etc. All of these webinars, uh, we do all of these together very much in tandem with our sales teams. And what do you think of, of all these channels you just mentioned? Which one do you think is moving the needle more than the others? Obviously, you know, the having to play all of these channels together is what makes ABM so powerful. But if you have to look at them and see, like, what do you think is really driving a lot of the results? I would really say that in the world of ABM, it is very hard to pinpoint one channel as a as a winning channel, because in the end, it's a journey and there are multiple decision makers and the sales cycles are pretty long. So really what we are looking for is not so much a specific channel that we target, but more so a journey that we put these prospects through. So that is the broad approach. Now, in terms of uh, if you were to think of where the engagement really is the heaviest, I would say that it really happens on your website quite a bit as it pertains to marketing. If we, for example, are engaging with the top, top accounts that we'd love to convert into customers, we will provide customized content paths for employees or uh, or entities belonging to that IP address uh, when they visit the website. That is an engagement piece that I would say is an always on piece because that will be a part of every ABM journey that happens. That's one piece. I'd say the second piece is there will be some sort of in-person outreach by the sales team or the BD team for each of those accounts. And when that outreach happens, the goal for marketing is to help customize that outreach in the best way possible, personalize that. So in our case at Marketer, we use Engageo, which helps us consolidate all responses for a given account so that when we outreach into any of these named accounts, that we know what engagements have happened. And that allows us to personalize to the best extent possible the conversation so that we can get those things going on the right foot. So those are a couple of things that really, I would say, matter a lot. And what are some of the metrics that you measure from the ABM perspective? So as I mentioned, we do use Engageo at Marketa to just consolidate all engagements, not just for marketing, but also for the sales teams. So I'd say that is the starting point. Now we looked at using engagement minutes as Mm -hmm. a representation of influence, but at Marketa, we are not really focused on that anymore as of right now. And I'd say the reason for that is because eventually minutes are pretty much a attribution that is based on some upfront estimation of what the value of an engagement is. So for example, if someone clicked on a display ad, it is a certain level of engagement, whereas someone came to a virtual event or your webinar, it's a different level of engagement. And really the outcome in terms of minutes is a function of what you assign to each of those things. And we have come to realize over time that that doesn't necessarily represent the true influence that we have. So we, I think, are looking at it as of today in a more I would say basic or existential way, which is, are we engaging with the right people? So what is the uh, number of engagements that we have with the right people? And are we engaging with them in the context of more realistic sales discussions? So we are looking at what touch points we are having. And then off of that, we have an objective in terms of having them go through a journey where a number of key channels should have the right touch points with the right people. So we are very much looking at it in terms of counts. And uh, off of that, we are determining if marketing is influencing the deal or not. Now, having said that, influence eventually is 
just a metric of success for the marketing side of it, right? The real metric for us is, are these named accounts eventually converting into opportunities for us? And so we look at a goal of engaging with at least 80% of all of our opportunities in a fairly significant manner from the lens of marketing. So we kind of look at it that way. And the qualification is for us based off of, like I said, touch points that have good quality on the right decision makers. And some of your campaigns are obviously very high touch, right? How do you manage that? Do you have any other technologies other than Engageo for, for the tracking part that helps you deliver to those programs and kind of do it at a scale, I assume, because you're not going to do it for, for each single account separately. So what is uh, helping you and what is kind of your tech stack on the DBM side? There's, there's a number of different elements. Of course, Salesforce is a key because that is the fulcrum is for the sales side of the business, for the BD side of the business. Salesforce is a key ingredient where all account and contact activity is being tracked especially down funnel off of the lead being generated. Salesforce is the key. We use HubSpot to house all of our campaigns. Our leads are tracked through HubSpot. That's the second piece. As I mentioned, Engageo is a key piece of what we do uh, between HubSpot and Engageo and Salesforce. Those are for us the three nodes that we use to achieve multiple different end goals. Salesforce tracks all of the sales outreach. HubSpot tracks our campaigns and Engageo sort of brings all of it together to give us a view of the account. Uh, so those are the three core. And then around those, we have multiple deployment tools. We have in the world of ABM, Terminus for uh, targeted outreach. Wherever we are doing online engagement, we use Terminus. We use Path Factory on the website to enable customized journeys for accounts that we identify as important to us. And I'm sure there's a, there's a couple other tools that we use uh, across the board to make this all happen. So the key for us is for all of these systems that are deploying our campaigns and deploying our outreach, all of these systems need to be able to talk to each other, connected in sync with each other for the journey to come through. We use Bambora. I think that's one I didn't mention. We use intent data from Bambora to also determine which of our top accounts is engaging on which of our key topics. And we use that to prioritize sales outreach also on a weekly and monthly basis. So across all of these, we kind of try to do the best we can for personalization and outreach. And as a kind of last topic that I wanted to touch with you is obviously your relationship with the sales team being in demand generation and especially being so focused in account-based marketing. How do you work with them today? Do you have like, a, I don't know, weekly meetings? Do you have a, like a tight relationship and processes? And another question is, where do the SDR reports and why do you think they should report into marketing or sales? So the SDR team at Marketer reports into the sales team. And I know that there are other companies where the SDR team reports into marketing. I was at Salesforce before and the SDR team that reports into sales. I actually don't have a strong point of view on what the right spot should be because eventually whether it is, I would say that the demand team and the SDR team, they are the glue that connect marketing and sales together. And eventually in that sense, they could be in either spot and do just fine. That said, when we uh, think of the relationship between marketing and sales broadly, I think there's two aspects. Number one is in a world where large accounts 
and long sales cycles are the norm, such as at Marketa. I think a lot of it is really much about orchestration. For that, you need a very strong, positive relationship of accountability with the BD team and the sales team. And that's what I would say my key focus is. So you asked about, do I meet weekly with them or not? And I would say, in fact, it's far more frequent than that. Uh, We probably have across my team and myself, anywhere between five and 10 serious touch points with our sales partners. And we then correspondingly consolidate all of the intelligence and figure out the right next steps on our side. And then BD and sales will engage with us on the flip side and talk about priorities on an ongoing basis. So it's a very, very, very tight relationship. And I would say truly successful demand gen org would likely have such a relationship with sales that really internal marketing metrics should be deemed almost irrelevant from their perspective. So when we talk about marketing influence, it is really more of a way for us to measure and quantify our success but their success is eventually just real pipeline and real wins. Our goal is to really own that. Our goal is to be accountable for that number. And so when I talk to sales, for example, we talk about influence as a way for us to measure success, but we do really talk about eventually their number. Are they hitting their number? Are we getting them the right number of marketing qualified leads at the low end? Are we partnering with them on the most important accounts? Are we positioned appropriately? All of those things happen on an ongoing basis for us. And I would say that is where, you know, whether we succeed in our metrics and goals or not, I think that's where the partnership matters. And as a one last uh, takeaway of this, if you have to leave us with one uh, recommendation for companies that are getting started in their ABM journey, what Mm -hmm. is uh, something to keep an eye on or something to you know, implement right away? What is your, uh, your advice? I would say an ABM journey always needs to be a holistic journey, which means you cannot do it in a half, you know, partially focused manner, so to speak. I would say for any companies, the overall thought process would be, first of all, know yourself, which is what is your product? What is your competitive advantage? Who your right customer profile is? That's number one. Number two is to then identify which companies meet your ideal customer profile definitions, align across your go-to-market teams, number two. Number three, then figure out how best to engage with them. And really it boils down to the right person and the right offer at the right time, like everyone in marketing knows in principle, who are the decision makers in those companies? What are the kinds of offers or engagements that marketing can put together that will entice the prospects into those discussions and then to provide all sorts of air cover and collateral and context to the BD teams as they engage further. So for any ABM strategy to succeed, whether it's an ABM strategy that's focused on just exactly one account or a strategy that is focused on multiple accounts within a given vertical, the team has to do all of these things in order to get true success, right? And the last piece, which I think people should never discount is ABM is never a fast game. Uh, ABM is a slow game where success might take months or quarters. So the important thing is to be patient. The important thing is to not give up if we are not getting successful engagement in certain ways. And the important thing is to continue to evaluate what is working, what is not working. And then in a collaborative fashion to keep iterating and to keep updating 
until success comes and with a good strategy and more importantly a good product and a good selling motion success will come and that is really the nature of abm ajit it was absolutely great to have you as a guest on the episode today thanks again for joining us i really enjoyed the conversation great appreciated likewise franco great to talk to you